0: friend, I'm Denise Renner. I'm so excited about coming to you today with what I have to talk to you about. But before I begin, I just want to tell you That if you have a prayer need, we want to hear from you. We believe in the power of prayer. We believe in the power of God. We believe that he's a miracle worker and that he is a healing Jesus. That he provides, that he cares. You know, the Bible says that, that God, Jesus was saying this. That God sees when a little sparrow falls out of a tree. How much more does he care about you if he cares about a sparrow that falls out of a tree? Who cares about sparrows that fall out of trees? God. Who cares deeply about every detail of your life? God. And we believe that as we pray together, we agree together, and you let us know what it is, that God is going to change that situation because he hears us. His ears are not deaf. His arm is not too short, Bible says, to save so we can come to him together together. And if God's doing something special in your life, in this program, you're receiving healings or miracles or financial miracles, we want to hear about it. I have a testimony for you. Not too long ago, I was in a service and God gave me a word of knowledge and he told me that in this service that he was touching somebody who had a skin disease and they'd been trying to treat it and trying to treat it and it wouldn't go away and that he was touching that disease right then. Well, that was Friday night. I gave that word and on Sunday, this precious woman came to me and she said, I work at a factory and I have been struggling with a allergic reaction to the chemicals at that factory. And I had this terrible rash and redness and itchy and I was doing everything I could to, to keep the pain and the itching down and try to get it healed and nothing was happening. And she showed me her arm on Sunday and it was absolutely, totally clean and beautiful and clear. Now, you tell me, do rashes just go away in a few seconds and itching just stop in a few seconds? No, that's the power of God. That was the love of God coming through those gifts of the spirit, of that word of knowledge. So if God is touching you in any way, please let us know because he's a healing, delivering Jesus. That's what Jesus did when he was on the earth. He preached, he taught, he healed, he delivered, he did signs and wonders, he did miracles. And friend, he lives in you and he lives in me by the power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what should be coming out of our lives is his power, his touch to this broken world. Well, I want to talk to you some more about worship. We talked about worship last week and I want to talk to you about it this week. Last week we were in Luke chapter 7 and we talked about the woman, the the Bible calls her a sinner. She came into this very uh, religious, uh, judgmental uh, Pharisee's house who did not even welcome Jesus in the right way. He didn't wash his feet. He didn't anoint him. He didn't kiss him. He didn't do anything to properly welcome Jesus into his house. But this woman, a sinner, she comes into this house. She comes behind Jesus, the Bible says, Then she begins to weep so much that her tears are washing the dust off of Jesus' feet. Then to get rid of the tears, she wipes them with her hair. Then she takes his feet in her hands and she caresses his feet and then she kisses his feet. It's all in Luke chapter 7. Then after that, she pours the most expensive oil out on his feet. Her worship completely interrupts this Pharisee's lunch, and his plans about this lunch. And the Bible says at the end of that chapter, it says Jesus said that this your faith has you've been forgiven of your sins. Well, well, I'll, I'll just read it to you because I don't want to quote it wrong. It says. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. It was her faith and the presence that was there on Jesus and her worship. And the Bible says that it saved her. Go in peace. Well, so I want to talk to you about worship. And in John chapter 16, because worship is powerful, you can see that. And you can also see by this story that God, that Jesus notices when we worship those who worship, those who don't worship. The Pharisee, he didn't worship Jesus at all. The woman, she worshiped him with all of her heart. We see in um, that the lepers... In in Luke chapter 17, when Jesus healed 10 lepers, but only one came back to say thank you, that Jesus notices that. And inside of you is the Holy Spirit. If you're born again, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Now, look at this verse with me. It's John chapter 16 and it's verse 14. And it's talking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit who lives in you. It says, he will glorify me. Okay. Now, I, 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 you know I'm married to the Greek scholar. So this word glorify in the Greek language is the word dikeo. The word dekaio means to think, to plan, um, to consider. So what, does, what am I saying? The Holy Spirit inside of you is thinking, he's planning, he's considering. Right now, inside of you, how to glorify Jesus. Is that not powerful? The Holy Spirit inside of you is acting right now. He's planning. He's considering. He's thinking, how can I glorify Jesus through this vessel that I live in? That's the Holy Spirit inside of you. And we know that Matthew chapter 22 verse 37 says that we are to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart with all thy soul, with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. Our worship to him should involve our mind. It should involve our strength. It should involve our heart, even our emotions. It should involve everything about us when we worship him. And now we know that the Holy Spirit inside of you, he's in there for you. To worship him. Do you just love that? Now, I want to think about something a a question to ourselves. Okay, he's inside of the, the Holy Spirit's inside of you. Now, here's the question Do you welcome him? Do you acknowledge him? How much do you acknowledge him? Do you acknowledge him on Sunday? Do you acknowledge him in the morning? He is the constant unseen guest inside of you. Right now. He's living in you. Inside of you. Right now. Right now, he is bringing peace to your heart. Right now, he has a plan inside of you how you can worship Jesus. Oh, I think that's so powerful. And we as believers, we need to recognize the person of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 says, do you not know this, that your very body is the temple, the very house of the Holy Spirit. He lives inside of you. And the will of the Holy Spirit and one of his abilities is for us to worship the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, praise God. And we know That, through the scriptures, that Jesus notices who worships him and who doesn't worship him. I already spoke to you about the lepers. Jesus said about that situation, he said, I healed ten of you. There's only one of you standing in front of me. Where are the other nine? Oh, I don't want Jesus to say I've got this one over here worshiping me. But Denise, where are you? Good question. Jesus notices. Well, I want you to go to John chapter 12. And we're going to look at an amazing story, that we amazing scripture that we have in the Word of God. And this is after Jesus had raised Lazarus, from the dead. Can you imagine? And this is verse 12, and it's verse one. Then six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus was, who had been dead, whom he had raised from the dead. Verse two, there they made him a supper, and Martha served, but Lazarus was one of those who sat at the table with him, then Mary took a pound of very costly oil and spikenard, anointed the feet of Jesus and wiped his feet with her hair and the, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. Now, I just want you to think for a minute about this. What would it be like? What would have it been like for Lazarus Who had been dead for four days to be sitting there with Jesus who raised him from the dead? What would it have been like for Mary and Martha? Four days. They had grieved four days for their brother because he was gone. He was dead. What would it have been like for Mary and Martha? To be now sitting there with their brother, with Jesus, and after he, their brother's been raised from the dead. Well, it says that Martha, she served, and Mary, she went and she got this expensive oil. Well, I was imagining about Martha. I thought, you know, if she had any kind of notice that <laughs> Jesus was coming to her house, I think she was cooking for days. Can you imagine the gratitude in her heart that her brother that she loved so much was not dead but that he was raised from the dead and she had him there with her sitting at that table? It's hard to imagine. But she was serving, and she, but Mary, Mary, she gives the most expensive thing that she has to worship Jesus, and she pours out this expensive perfume on his feet. Now, this uh, completely, this display for us, I think is hard to understand, because we Unless you've had somebody raised from the dead and you're sitting with them, eating with them, and the person who raised them from the dead is sitting there too, you don't have an understanding about what they felt. Myself, I don't have an understanding about what they felt because it's such a miracle. And Mary, her heart's so filled with thanksgiving to Jesus. And so the Bible says that she takes this most expensive oil now, I've been taught, I've heard, and I've thought myself that this oil she saved, that all girls saved this for their wedding to present this expensive oil at the time of their wedding. And now she is pouring out this most expensive oil on Jesus' feet and I just want to read you this one sentence that I wrote because I just I just love it, because this is their reality. And through his goodness, his power, his love, he made all this happen for this little family. Just a little family, just Lazarus, Mary, Martha, but the resurrection power of God came into that family and change them forever can you imagine the conversation with with Lazarus Martha Mary and let's read verse let's read verse 4 through 6 but one of his disciples Judas Iscariot Simon's son who would betray him said Why was this fragrant oil not sold for 300 denarii and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the money box, and he used to take what was in it. Okay, now, we're comparing those who worship and those who don't worship. Now not only did Judas not worship Jesus did Judas did not want worship for Jesus He said it was a waste and he said it this money it could have been this expensive oil that you just poured out on his feet It's gone now. It's a waste. I could have taken it. I could have sold it. I could have given that money to the poor. That's what Judas said. But look what Jesus said about Mary. The next verse, verse 7. Jesus noticed the worship. Jesus said, let her alone. Let her alone. For this, she has kept this for the day of my burial. Now, as I, as I told you, it's always been taught that she kept this for her wedding night. I thought that too, that she kept this for her wedding night. But Jesus says exactly why she kept it. She kept it for the day of his burial. You know, you think, to keep something for the day of someone's burial, they're already gone. How could they even enjoy the fragrance? They're dead. How could this, how, how could, how could somebody think like this? But Jesus said, she has kept this, not for her wedding night but for the day of my burial." Now, I don't know this. We see by reading the scriptures that she was absolutely overwhelmed and not only did she pour this out on, on his feet, but she, um, the, the house was filled. She uh, wiped it with her hair I mean, she absolutely poured this out on Jesus. I think the Bible says she kept it for his burial, but I think she was like overwhelmed by his presence. I mean, there he is sitting there, and he he raised her brother from the dead, and there he is sitting there, and Jesus says, oh, she loves me so much that she's kept this oil for my burial. I think it's amazing. But I do think she gets overwhelmed and then she just pours it on his feet. (laughs) You know, I'm thinking of a question right now. What are you and I pouring out on Jesus? What are we allowing the Holy Spirit to create and think up and consider on the inside of us to worship Jesus. The Holy Spirit on the inside of you, he's there to glorify Jesus. Can't we give him some more time? I'm asking myself, I'm asking you, can't we give him some more time, the Holy Spirit on the inside of us and say, Holy Spirit, use me right now. Use me this minute. I want to glorify Jesus. How do you want me to glorify him? Do you want me to raise my hands? Do you want me to sing? Do you want me to be silent in his presence? Do you want me to read the scriptures? What do you want me to do, Holy Spirit? He's there to show us. He's thinking, how can I glorify Jesus in this vessel? I want you to look with me at John chapter 4. And we have insight into how Jesus and the Father feel about worship. And it is chapter 4 and it is verse 23 and it says Jesus is talking to the woman at the well and he says to her but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers, true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit the holy spirit is going to worship through us he's going to use our body to worship him worship him in spirit and in truth <laughs> for the father is seeking such to worship him the father We have so much truth right here, friend. The Holy Spirit inside of you, inside of me. He wants to think. He wants to consider. He wants to make a, a design, a consideration of how to worship through you and me. The Father is seeking our worship. It says, the Father is seeking such to worship him. Verse 24, God is a spirit and those who worship him, they must worship him in spirit and in truth. When you and I, we say, Lord, I recognize the Holy Spirit inside of me. And he's there inside of me. To worship you. I yield myself right now. I yield my body. I yield my mind. I yield my emotions. I yield everything that I am right now. To the presence of the Holy Spirit. And his ingenious plan. How to worship you. And we give ourselves, and we worship Him. Oh, the presence of God! Oh, the presence of God! He's there right now. He's there, watching. You're watching on your phone. You're watching. You're watching. I don't know how you're watching, but. presence of God is there right now because we are acknowledging and we're worshiping Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, for what you did for us. We thank you for dying for us. We thank you for going to hell for us. We thank you for the plan of salvation. We thank you for when you came and you rescued us out of the kingdom of darkness and you put us into the kingdom of your dear son. We love you. We thank you. We worship you. How do you want to worship him? How is the Holy Spirit dealing with your heart right now to worship him? Is that fantastic that your very body, your mouth, your mind can be an instrument of worship? Well, we're just about out of time. I have so loved this time with you. Consider those things which we talked about today. Watch this over again, consider it, think about it, and give more worship to Jesus. He's seeking our worship. I'll see you next time on our next program.
1: All of us want our relationships to grow and improve. For example, don't you want your marriage to be in better shape than it is right now? Even if things are going well, you probably see areas where it could be improved right? In this candid 16-part series, Denise Renner hilariously and compassionately reveals areas where all of us can do better in our relationships, and especially in our marriages. Sometimes little changes make big differences. Titles in this series include, Help! My mouth is making trouble for me. Who is in control here? My mouth or me? I thought I was supposed to change it. Help me, Lord. I need to forgive. I thought I had already reached my forgiveness quota. Rick Renner says this series is so awesome every person will laugh their way to transformation as Denise candidly addresses areas where we can all improve this life-changing 16-part series is available in digital or physical formats starting at just $25 we are also offering you Denise's companion book who stole cinderella for just fifteen dollars with genuine warmth and candor denise recounts the journey of her own struggles in marriage and the unique insights she learned along the way to attaining emotional health and happiness your life will be enriched by biblical wisdom as denise sheds light on your path to happily ever after and shows you right where to begin again if you've lost your way don't miss this special offer the entire 16-part series school of cinderella and the companion book, Who Stole Cinderella? Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.